This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, July 28th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are we doing? I'm alright. Just alright? Yeah. Yeah. How'd your, uh, how'd your week go? It's long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking before the show. We had yeah. a unique thing going on. Uh, we had yeah. some things around Zach Wheeler. We both picked on Thursday. It was an ugly day, and Zach Wheeler was the best pick out of ugly options. And then he got hurt. He went on the DL, so we had to replace him. I replaced him with Chris Flexen, who is a bit of a Mets prospect, nothing special, but he was going against the Padres, and I was into that. And you, just to be ornery, took Luis Perdomo on the other side, I guess. He got the Mets. That seemed okay. Was yeah. there much to this for you? Against the Mets in Petco, and yeah. against a rookie, you know, against against a guy making his major league debut, it's either going to go, mm-hmm. you know, really poorly or really well, and it went, you know... Three innings, four runs. Yeah, Three innings, three runs, pardon me. But no, he wasn't good. Chris Flexen did not have a good debut. That hurt me. Uh, But the funny part is, so you had Luis Perdomo. He went six and two-thirds, allowed four runs, but he got the win for that reason. But uh, on a rare, unforeseen thing, this might be the first time we've ever, I think, I'm pretty sure this year, you had Asdrubal Cabrera going against San Diego, and then it turns out that you picked against your own pitcher, Yeah, which is fun. And he got a few hits. He got a few hits. Scored a run, so it worked out fine for you. You split the difference, and you got a W and whatnot. So, yep, that, that was pretty funny. I had Wilmer Flores with a home run. I had Jed Lowry do nothing. I had Malik Smith do nothing. I had John Jay do nothing. You had Josh Bell do fine, and you had Jason Hayward uh, score some runs. But, yeah, a relatively mild weekend. Vince Velazquez was not good against Houston for us, unfortunately. Oh, it didn't go well. <laughs> Hoped it would have been better. It wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Morton was good. Jeff Hoffman was okay. Good enough. You know, not not great, actually. Kind of got beat up. Uh, and Seth Lugo had an okay time. He got, a, he got a quality start and a win and one strikeout. So uh, pretty uh, indifferent week, I would say. Um, Matt, you got anything before we get into our games for the weekend we're going to look at? Yeah, did you see any of, of you know kind of meltdowns and not meltdowns this week? Uh, who specifically? Well, I, we, I, don't know. I think we should start with Adrian Beltre. Oh yeah, I did see that. I did not watch it, but he got ejected for moving the uh, the on deck circle. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> it seemed real, real silly. It's, it was so it was so dumb. The tweets of people rooting for him. So the idea was that the pitcher was like, "Hey, he's too close, and he's peeking right." I guess. I don't... If the other team objects and is like... It's like telling people to check their pine tar or whatever on their hat, you know? Like, if the other team speaks up enough, you gotta get called on it. I just... I don't see how, what, 10 feet is gonna make a difference? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. The pitcher's complaining. And so the umpire told him to, hey, scoot back or whatever, be where you're supposed to be, and he picked up and moved the batter circle. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, then he, and, then he, and then he took, but he took a couple swings before he moved. That's the part that yeah. killed me. Was he actually like, like took, you know, he got, you know, he moved the circle, got tossed, and then took a couple swings. Yeah, that's quality. Yeah. It's uh, Marcus Stroman go loony today. I didn't see that. I saw a headline, but didn't watch it. Oh my goodness, he it was pretty good. He he lost. Was his it mind. a balls and strikes thing? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, but he was not happy with an umpire. Uh, he's he's probably gonna get a get a five game rip for this. Yeah, yeah, that's that's highly. I didn't see it. 
and we also had Chris Bryant get his first career ejection. I did see that. Yeah, that's you know good for him for taking this long. I guess it's only been you know a few seasons, but honestly, it was probably like the tamest ejection I've ever seen. I don't. Apparently, he didn't say the you know he claims he didn't say the magic word. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Madden claims he said he didn't say the magic word, and he just kind he just kind of got tossed just because he turned his head. Apparently, we've talked about how the magic word is you, right? Typically, yeah. My understanding with umpires and your dirty language and what gets you ejected is you can say any bad words you want. You just can't direct them at the umpire. Yeah, that tends to be the theme. Yeah. um, If you say butthead, that's fine. But if you say you butthead, then they don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. My my all-time favorite was there was a a game my my dad and I actually got seats like right behind home plate. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Christian Guzman did not appreciate a called third strike and went immediately to that. And oh, okay. Like, like it was like literally he like looked at him and just said that twice and then he, he got to go sit down. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I think I told you I worked in a league with Chris Bryant years ago and he was a sweetheart. Like, I believe that. I mean, I only deal with him off the field, you know, but uh, yeah, was very easy to deal with. So I'm like, I can see his first ejection being a very gentle one, for sure. I've never heard, I I didn't know that. Yeah. What did you do specifically with Chris Bryant? Uh, He was in the Arizona Fall League when I was in the Arizona Fall League. Okay, that I knew. I didn't know you had any contact with Chris Bryant. Just like media stuff, I've had to go set up interviews and stuff with him. Yeah, so not like working with him every day, but I have had talked with him. Yeah, Aaron Judge was in there too, and he was just the most like iconic gentle giant where he's huge and imposing and scary and just was super nice, you know. These are these are very like small anecdotal like interactions with him. Like I didn't hang out with him or anything, but anytime I had to deal with either of them, they were both very easy. So, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk some uh, picks here. Let's get into Friday, Saturday, Sunday stuff. Matt, Friday the 28th. I wrote a bunch of names down. I'll be honest, I have not picked one yet. I don't even know where I'm going to go. Really? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Let's go. I'm going to make a decision here as I figure it out. But all right. So top of my list is German Marquez going to Washington. I like him fine. I like him away from cores. My gut reaction is that the Nationals are too scary though, right? Did you see what they did with my poor Brewers today? Yes. Yes. It was real ugly. <laughs> Let's just say when, when when Hernan Perez has your best outing on the mound for the day, yeah, you're, you had a bad day. Yeah. That'll happen. So they scare me a little bit. I like German Marquez. I don't want this matchup. Mm. Jeremy Hellickson is at home against the Braves. He's been real uninspiring when you say it. Like, I'm not scared of going against the Braves, but not only are his ratios not good, but he's not striking people out either. You don't want anything to do with Hellboy, idea. There's no DFS upside whatsoever with him. Yeah, if it goes well, you're still not getting that many points. So how about Parker Bridwell going to Toronto? He continues to get it done. I'm not sure what's going on with Parker Bridwell, but he has a 309 ERA. He only has one start that he allowed more than... He has one start he allowed three runs, and one start he allowed five runs. Other than that, it's been two or fewer. He's been decent. Is that okay? I don't know what's going on. I don't know that I trust it, and there's not much for strikeouts. Talk about not much upside, but... Yeah, would you think about him in Toronto? I would, and I'll tell you why. He doesn't really seem to, seem to have a platoon split. Mm-hmm. And so even though they're real right-handed, it doesn't. You're not really scared of anything. Not like really, that. no. I'm. Yeah. I'm really not. So it's been okay. There's not huge upside, but I think you you could think about it for sure. Yeah. How about your boy Brent Suter getting the Cubs? No way. <sighs> he continues to be fine. Okay, I kind of I kind of like it. 
And the only mm. reason I like it is because the Cubs are so left-handed. Yeah, they don't have a bunch of righties. They have a handful. You got to be careful of Chris Bryant. But his ERA is still under three. Brent Suter's been fine. I don't know. I, I don't know that I buy it, but you can do it. You can think about it. How about Jaime Garcia going to Oakland? He's kind of turned his season around a little bit. It started real rough, and it's been better, and he's still not very owned. You thinking about Jaime Garcia at all? Do you know that Oakland is the worst in the league you know, against lefties this year? I did not realize that. No. That would make that a pretty good matchup then, wouldn't it? Uh, 651 OPS against lefties is dead last, and yeah. by, by a wide margin. So yeah. guess, guess who's my pick? You take Jaime Garcia. That's a pretty good uh, reason to put an exclamation point on it, for sure. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's my pick, but I like it just fine. Absolutely. What about Ariel Miranda getting the Mets at home? We like him usually when he uh, is at home. Would you think about that at all? Actually, I kind of like that for him. I mean, the, the Mets can hit lefties this year. They're not... Well, I, actually, I take it back. They, they are literally just, just as good as the White Sox in hitting lefties, so... Yeah. I give, I give you some pause, but I do like Ariel Miranda a lot at home. I think I'd be okay with it. I like him at home, too. I'm never really thinking about that. I'm either between Ariel Miranda or Mr. Sal Romano going to Miami. So Sal Romano is another one of these Reds prospects that's getting a chance, you know, because they might as well just bring everybody up. He's been, his, his ratios look bad, but it's one real bad start. He led six runs and four innings against the D-backs because, yeah, of course, you know. And he got beat up by the Brewers a little bit, but... It's only four starts. I'm not super worried about it. And most importantly, in his last start, he faced the Marlins at home, and he went six innings, one run, seven strikeouts, one walk. He allowed a solo homer, and that was it. So now he goes to Miami, which in theory is going to be an easier matchup. I'm kind of fine with that. I don't know. Would you think I'm crazy on Sal Romano? Yes. (laughs) You're not buying it at all. No. I think Ariel Miranda is safer. He's been a little bit ugly lately but i mean last time he was at home against the yankees and was fine too the mets are going to get the dh but who do you think the mets dh is now that they traded lucas duda it's gonna be yo isn't it okay yeah and then they're just gonna get another outfielder out there like there's nobody scary coming off the bench for them now like it's a dh or anything Hmm. so yeah he still has a 3-2-4 era at home i'm gonna take errol miranda against the mets i'm not too scared of them they, they have a lot of lefties, you know. They got to look out for Wilmer Flores, I suppose. But I'm thinking Miranda. But I thought about Sal Romano, and I am totally fine with Jaime Garcia. Uh, were there any other pitchers that stuck out to you at all? Or were you pretty set on Jaime I was, Garcia? I was pretty set on Jaime Garcia. Yeah, I glanced, yeah. You know, I, I glanced at a few other you know, numbers. You know, I, I looked at numbers for others, but uh, yeah, the, the Jaime Garcia pick is the clear, clear favorite for me. Yeah. Okay. How about the hitters? Who are you thinking on Friday? Yeah, we'll start my C pick. Uh, speaking of the the Mets heading to Seattle, Rafael Montero is taking the mound for the Mets. He's in fact right-handed and not very good. ERA over five for the season. Struggles mightily against lefties. So I, I want I want to toss out some of the uh, the cheaper Seattle lefties to mm-hmm. you know, to to go against him. Uh, I'll go with my guy Ben Gamble at seventeen percent. Okay, he continues to be way underowned, and I I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 17% is real low. I picked a Mariner, but I did not pick him. But I like that. Who else do you got? B pick. We've got Jordan Zimmerman getting the Astros in Detroit. Yeah, that's going to be rough for him. That's going to be a rough ride. With him, you can kind of throw you know, platoon, you know, platoon splits out the window. But that being said, I do kind of like lefties against him in particular. Mm-hmm. 
The Astros recently called up Derek Fisher. He is, in fact, left-handed. Yeah, it's a good prospect. He's done a ton of da- in like nineteen at bats. He's already done like a ton of damage against righties. I ride the hot hand against the cra- against the mediocre pitchers. What I say. Yeah, this is a this is a real prospect for sure. This is not some guy. Yeah, he's got so. a really thick neck. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Fine, he's going to be under owned. He is what fourteen percent on right now. Yeah, this is I can do damage. I don't know that's worth a flyer in some mm. leagues too. So yeah, I like that. And then who else you got? Next up, the Cleveland Indians get Derek Holland. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the White the White Sox continue to rack up, rack up those tank wins. Yeah, I want righties against him because he's he's in fact left handed. Mm-hmm. At three percent owned, I'm tossing Jan Gomes out there. Our guy. Our guy. Against the lefty. I can see that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I've definitely used him before against lefties, so I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, so far this season, uh, 890 OPS with five of his six homers coming against left-handers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why he can't you know, put up points against Derek Holland, and he's going to come in. He should be reasonably cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be you know one of those cheap catchers, which we like in DFS, and I'll mm-hmm. fit the spreadsheet well, too. So I like that. Matt? My C pick, I feel weird picking this guy, and that's one part of why I'm putting him as a C pick, is Matt Adams is still only 34% on, and that's way too low. And we mm-hmm. talked last week about how ownership percentages like kind of lag behind because we use Yahoo stuff. And so he's under-owned, he should be picked up more. And he gets Jeremy Hellickson, who's bad and can't handle lefties. So I guess for us, it would be spending at 34%. I still think that's a steal. But I'm going to leave him there as my C pick. But I think that should be just fine. And the Phillies bullpen, and it's in Philadelphia. So big thumbs up for Matt Adams. But he's probably not that cheap in DFS. My B pick, even more expensive, going against our boy Vance Worley in Miami. I'm sorry, Vance. But things have been bad. He's getting pounded by everybody. The relatively affordable Cincinnati Red that I liked is Scott Shubler at 39% on, you know. Has a bunch of homers, more than 20 home runs, and can handle right-handers. He can handle Vance Worley. So Scott Shubler should be fine there. Then my A pick, I also wanted to pick against Rafael Montero. It'll be in Safeco. I picked a righty. He's been hit by righties a little bit more. So I picked a righty that's been hitting righties. Mitch Hamager at 20% has been just fine. And there's some power and some speed. And I think you might be able to run into one. So I like the Ben Gamble pick too, but I went with Hanniger. But we're picking on Rafael Montero. I'm fine with that. All right, Matt. Saturday, the 29th. Mm-hmm. I actually liked a bunch of these picks. Or at least there were there were some interesting ones here to go with. Uh, I like my hitters more than my pitchers. But mm-hmm. haven't seen this name. Don't think we've said him on the podcast yet. Use Mero Petit gets a start in Toronto. Yep. I don't think that's really interesting. He has good ratios out of the bullpen. You know, he has a 270 RA, a whip under one. I mean, that's out of the bullpen for the Angels, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of wanted to talk about it. It's more than a strikeout per inning as a reliever. You're just not much upside here, though, as a starter, right? No, we, we've seen him be competent as a reliever before with the Giants, but mm-hmm. I don't know. As, as a starter, you're kind of taking away, like, the one thing that makes him interesting is that he's just, yeah. like, he's really effective in short bursts. And with a start, you've got to kind of stretch him into five or six innings. It just doesn't... Yeah. Stuff doesn't quite translate quite as well into more pitches. Yeah, and I think he's just a deception guy, and that stuff, you know, wears yeah. out a few times for the order. So, Accurate. interesting. Best case, he'll go five innings. So, no. Yeah, true. About Colin McHugh is back, and he goes to Detroit. His first start wasn't that good, but he's still not that owned. Would you think about Colin McHugh in Detroit? Not really, no. 
I kind of like him. I just like Colin McHugh more than you do, though. I would like to see him not get pounded by AAA or Major League pitch- major league hitters for once. Fair, I suppose. That makes sense. Yes. How about Kyle Freeland going to Washington? It's kind of the same thing as German Marquez, where I'm like, I like you away from Coors. I don't like you against the Nationals, right? He's actually been better in Coors than he has been on, on the road this year. Yeah, but... Yes, but I'm, I don't know, I'm scared of the Nationals no matter what. I, they make me all mumbly, apparently. Bryce Harper does, and all the home runs they hit on Thursday are terrifying. Uh, on the flip side of that, though, the Rockies are letting Eric Fetty get a start, and he's actually a decent prospect for them, too. He's not nothing. I don't want to start against the Rockies, but I would keep an eye on Eric Fetty. Do you know anything about him? I know he's actually like a real prospect. Yeah, he's a guy. I don't know if he's coming up to stay or not, but... If you're in DFS or something, you could consider a flyer, but my guess is, I mean, you know what happens on guys in their debut. You know, not only is the ceiling not always there, but the floor is real low. Like, if it goes bad, he might only go two or three innings, so they, they might yank him. So, interesting. I want to see it. I don't want to pick it. How about my boy Sean Newcomb going to Philadelphia? He continues to be a little bit rough, but get his strikeouts. Do you like Sean Newcomb going to Philly at all? Actually, I really do. Yeah. He's been having trouble lately, but the skills are there. Talk about a guy that's, like, really a prospect. So I would think about it. He has more than a strikeout per inning. Uh, Yeah, no, I like Sean Newcomb, so I'm thinking about that. Do you like the flip side, Jared Eikhoff, getting the Braves at all? Not in particular, no. No, these Philly guys have been really uninspiring. They really have. At least he gets strikeouts. Hellickson doesn't. Eikhoff gets his strikeouts, and I'm not that scared of the Braves, but yeah. I'm probably skipping that, too. Your boy Trevor Cahill is going to Boston. Now a Royal. You don't want any part of that, do you? Again, they've removed, like, the one thing that was interesting about him that was pitching in Petco, so... Yeah, no thanks. It'd be kind of neat to see if he could still do it this year away from Petco, but I'm not betting on it, that's for sure. No. Junior Guerra gets the Cubs. No thanks. Hard pass. Way too left-handed. Yeah, they're scary, and he's been rough, so... No, thanks. Your boy Adam Conley last time went to Texas, and we said no way, and he threw seven scoreless with five strikeouts and no walks. Now, yeah, I know, that doesn't make sense. Now he's at home against the Reds. Are you considering Adam Conley? You see, here, here's the thing. I He's got me going all gambler's fallacy on this, where I know if I pick him, he's mm-hmm. going to get pounded mercilessly, where if I don't pick him, yeah. he's probably going to succeed. So I'm yeah. not picking him. Yeah. I think it's smart to not do that, too. I think I told you that I played in a fantasy league a few years ago with weekly lineup changes, which is a common thing. Mm-hmm. And I had Bronson Arroyo as, like, my last decent starter on my on my list. This and must have been a very long time ago. It would have been 2009, 2008-ish. And I would go, oh, he's going to Coors, bench him. And then he would go throw like seven scoreless. And then, oh, he's going to Petco, start him, and he would get shelled. And then he'd be like, oh, going to Yankee Stadium, bench him, and he'd be great. And just, I could not figure him out in like the streaming thing. And it was kind of like this, where you're like, oh, he's going to Texas. Clearly, that's a bad matchup for him. And he was awesome. And yeah, trying to guess start to start will drive you crazy, even though it's exactly what we do on this show. But yes, it is. But these uh, those guys that are right on the line are, are terrifying. So I'm with you. I want to note that he did good last time, and if he puts a few together, I'll start to think about it. But there's a lot of downside there. He's terrifying. Mm-hmm. How about the last name I have written down? Denelson Lament gets the Pirates. And I do want to note that Denelson Lament has a 4-3-0 ERA at home. 
which doesn't sound that good, but it's way better than what his overall ERA looks like. Are you considering, would you consider Nelson Lamette, who continues to get strikeouts? He's basically just had Homer problems, really. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in him. I'm probably not, I, I'm not going to pick him because I'm picking uh-huh. John Newcomb, but I, I do like the strikeout upside. I'm always, if in, especially playing DFS, I'm always going to err on that side of the, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. equation. If I know a guy is capable of racking up a bunch of strikeouts, that yeah. automatically makes him intriguing in DFS because of the points. Yeah, he has almost 12 strikeouts per nine. He's been awesome. And he gets the Pirates. And the thing is, he's had homer problems and he gets beaten up by lefties. And the Pirates' lefties are Josh Bell, the switch hitter, and John Jaso. I could see a good start here for Denelson Lamette. If you're playing GPP, there's a ceiling there. I would consider, you know, taking a flyer on Denelson Lamette. I'm not going to put him on my spreadsheet though because if you're in a roto like that can hurt a lot and you can i don't know he's scary there's downside there so i'm joining you on sean newcomb who also has the strikeouts and the phillies are a little less scary but the stars are aligning for denelson lament a little bit here to have an okay start I'm, I'm squinting and i can see it but i'm also staying away how uh, about hitters on saturday matt i love my hitters for saturday who'd you come up with really okay uh, my d pick Mm-hmm. If this guy sneaks in there, he's intriguing. The Yankees get Blake Snell, mm-hmm. and I want righties against Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cooper is occupying roster space in New York. Okay. I don't know anything about Garrett Cooper. The Brewers shipped him there in exchange for a mediocre reliever who they promptly sent to AAA. Okay, yeah. Garrett Cooper, he's he's kind of your, your 4A slugger is what he really is. I mean, he was yeah. too old to be a prospect, and he's kind of blocked you know, by Eric Thames at the major league level. And the Brewers really didn't have any, literally anywhere to put him other than Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. So they shifted him to New York who needed a, a first baseman. He's on the roster. He's in fact right-handed and he gets Blake Snell, the lefty. If he sneaks in there, he could be a cheap first base option. I can see that. Yeah, he's 0% owned. Well, you know, that's the so, price you want to pay for that kind of thing. And he's right-handed and gets a lefty in Yankee Stadium. I don't have a problem with that at all. Except my D pick, also 0% owned. Speaking of Denelson Lamette, I'm picking John Jaso. Okay, yeah, I don't have a problem with that either. I looked at that. That's not where I went, but I definitely thought about I'm that sorry. too. I, when a pitcher has no PS over 1,000 against a, you know, a, a, you know, a batter of certain handedness, yes. that that's where I want to be loading up my lineup, honestly. Yeah. You don't care about Petco there. That's gonna be, that outweighs that with OPS that's in four digits or whatever. My B pick, this is my Matt Adams day against Jared Eikhoff, which I actually uh, I think okay. I think it's a bit better matchup than what was what they had on Friday with Hellboy. Yeah. Hellboy, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Obviously I'm fine with that for sure. He is underowned by our purposes. Maybe not as cheap in DFS, but yeah. Accurate. And with Eikhoff, there's a bit more of a platoon split there where we we, we know he has a weakness where Hellboy traditionally doesn't. Mm-hmm. Is my thought process. So mm-hmm. And lastly, my A pick. The Angels get Toronto and Francisco Liriano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all about that. I want righties against Francisco Liriano all, all day. Mm-hmm. Apparently, CJ C. Crown is back in the major league level, so at 9% off, I'm tossing CJ Crown in there. Yeah, I like that for sure. He's been pounding lefties this year. He's right-handed. And in the past, I mean, he's never really had a super consistent job, you know, not for extended seasons. But yeah, he's not always been great against lefties. But this year, so far in limited time, he's been pounding them. And it makes sense. And Liriano is about the best lefty to, you know, take advantage of that way. So it's a good segue. Crone is my C pick. I also wrote 
Yunel Escobar as a D pick. He's six oh percent on. Yeah, but he's been hitting lefties this year. You know, that that is the thing he's been doing, and I believe that another right hander is so Basically, we agree any angels you want going to Toronto, because a lot of them are right-handed. This would be a day to pay for Mike Trout. Like, it'd be fine. So, I like that. My B pick, Ty Block is going to Los Angeles. He's left-handed. And when you want a Dodger against a lefty. Enrique Hernandez has one job, and he continues to do it. He continues to be great at it. He's just mashing left-handed pitching. And, I don't know, it's boring. But I recommend that anytime he gets a lefty, it hasn't stopped. So he's 2% owned, and you should get in there against Ty Block, who, of course, can't handle righties very well. And then my A pick, I really like this one, getting Adalberto Mejia in Oakland. I want a right-handed Oakland A. And like you said, the A's are bad against lefties. We didn't mention Adalberto Mejia. He's too bad to even take him against the worst team against lefties, right? Yeah, I, I'll i just agree with you, just because it's easier. <laughs> I mean, if you disagree, that's fine. He's been a little bit better lately, but the ceiling's real low. I know, Alberto Mejia. Yeah, so I could see him having an okay start. But there are a few righties I want there, and the one that stuck out to me, you could do Marcus Semyon if you want. We like him. I want Rajai Davis. And here's the thing, Rajai Davis has had kind of a tough year. He's off the bench now a little bit. But he's been better in July. He has a 3.64 on base percentage in July, which isn't amazing, but it's clearly good enough. You know, that's that's decent. He's getting on base. And he stole nine bases in July. And he's not starting all the time. So he's getting on base and he's running. And he's 15% owned. And he always likes facing lefties. So I want Rajai Davis getting Adalberto Mejia to hopefully get on base and run. But Enrique Hernandez is a giant green light. And any right-handed angels are a giant green light. So... I'm into that. Okay. All right. Sunday, the 30th. Matt, I wrote six names down. Let's see what we think. Jordan Montgomery sent home against the Rays. Do you like that? They're a little bit beefier lately, and they've been kind of hitting lefties. Honestly, I don't. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, just, I don't see a whole lot of upside there for DFS purposes. I mean, yeah. you know, Montgomery, he doesn't really come with a split, but he's not very good. Uh-huh. He's getting his strikeouts, and he's been okay at Yankee Stadium, but... I don't know. The Rays kind of scare me a little bit. I'll be honest. I think they can. They have some power for sure, and I don't want to face that power team at Yankee Stadium. So, okay. how about uh, this? We're not going to pick this guy, but Cesar Valdez was okay last time too, and now he gets the Angels. We kind of laughed at him last show when he went six innings, one run, four strikeouts against Oakland. You still don't want anything to do with him, though, right? I'm not picking against Jesse Chavez. <laughs> uh, well, Cesar Valdez, the 32-year-old from the Dominican, his ERA is now under five. He had that good start last time. I don't know. The Angels, the Angels are bad enough that I would consider it, but not for our purposes. How about Reds prospect Luis Castillo going to Miami? And the rotation has gotten really young, but he's an interesting guy. His ERA is a little bit over four. I don't know. Do you like Luis Castillo at all? He's striking people out more than a batter in an inning. Yeah, I just see blow-up potential written all over him. I really do. These young guys, especially in this, you know, homer-heavy climate, like, things can go real bad if you're not careful. So that's another, like, DFS thing, like the Denelson Lemet thing, where there's a ceiling there, and if you want to take a flyer, that'd be fine. But the floor might be real low. I'm a little scared. Our boy Vince Velasquez gets another turn. He gets the Braves now. Are you thinking about him against the Braves? The Astros were tough, but they're real good. I guess if we picked him against the Astros, we kind of have to take him against the Braves. Except it went badly. So. Yeah, it went really badly, but I mean... He allowed a couple homers. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't know. You can consider it. There's definitely upside there, and the Braves are a lot less scary. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I have two more names. Eduardo Rodriguez is at home against the Royals, and he comes in just under ownership. I think he's at 48% on, so he is eligible. Do you like this lefty at home against the Royals and Jason Hamill? I kind of do, yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. The Royals are not that scary against lefties, I don't think. You gotta look out for Whit Merrifield. Yeah, really. Mike Moustakas. They're 20th in baseball and OPS against lefties, so I believe in Eduardo Rodriguez a little bit. And then, finally, Seth Lugo's going to Seattle. And I want Seth Lugo to be better, but that last start was not that encouraging. He had one strikeout, so you can do it. There's not a huge upside there. He doesn't get enough strikeouts. I think he's capable of being better than this, but he's been kind of rough lately. So I'll go first, Matt. I think I'm going to take Eduardo Rodriguez, but I'm fine with Vince Velasquez. He's a little scarier, but I think he'd be fine. Mm -hmm. And then, do you like Eduardo, or do you like Vince? Uh, or is there somebody else? There is somebody else. There's a couple of somebody else's actually. That okay. Who did you have that I didn't write down? Uh, Gerald Cotton gets Minnesota in Oakland. Yeah. I feel like I've written him off and maybe unfairly. Yeah, I think you have. Yeah. And lastly, my pick in the evening game, mm-hmm. uh, Hyun Jin Ryu gets San Francisco Giants. Okay. I can see that. It's another guy that I haven't written off nearly as much as Gerald Cotton, but I at least have been skipping over a little bit, but. Yeah, he does fine. He gets his strikeouts. He's not as good as he, you know. That's the thing is you just kind of remember how good he used to be and he's not there. So you're like, oh, he stinks. And that's unfair because. He actually, yeah. you know, he's got like a 4170 RA, not terrible. I mean, and that's coming back in the season, which he's he's working his way back from injuries. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like, you know, it's a good matchup for him. It really is. It's definitely a good matchup. Yes. I, I think that it's relatively safe. Mm-hmm. He has allowed two runs and four straight starts. So he's not doing amazing, but not getting beat up. The thing that sticks out to me is he hasn't gone six innings since the start of June. He's yeah. not going very deep, which is fine. So not a huge upside there. He's getting his strikeouts, but he's not going to you know, hit double-digit strikeouts or go eight innings or anything. But I think it's a totally safe matchup. You can get a quality start here and hopefully a win, especially as they face Matt Cain. So, Accurate, yeah. Yeah, DFS or win hunting, I think Ryu is going to be just fine. So mm-hmm. I like that. Not where I'm going, but I am totally fine with it. How about hitters on Sunday, Matt? Who are you looking at? Okay. John Lackey goes to Milwaukee to face the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Ready to pick on him? Yeah, you want any lefty you can find. I mean, you're, if you pick Eric Thames or Travis Shaw, you're going to have to pay through the nose. Mm-hmm. Eric Sogard is probably the you know my favorite pick there at 4% owned. 4% is too low for what he's been doing. He's not making headlines or anything, but he has definitely beat up righties. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, nine oh five OPS against against righties with a couple homers, a couple steals, on base constantly, constantly scoring runs. So there there mm-hmm. are po- points to be had there, especially against John Lackey. Yeah, I like that just fine. Okay, next up my B pick, I'm going with the speed guy. Okay. Getting that stolen base race. Gonna try to Wade Miley is gonna be pitching in Texas. He's mm-hmm. in fact left handed. He's gonna be probably gonna be facing Glenn De Shields, who's in fact right handed. Yeah, I love this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't able to pick him, but I really like it. Yeah, nine of his 19 steals have come against lefties this year, so it's obvious they, you know, they can't really hold him on. I don't believe Wade Miley has a fantastic move to first. I could be mistaken, though. Yeah, he's going to be fine there. They definitely play him against lefties, and he's been getting the job done. Correct. So he, I, I don't see why he can't, you know, get on base against Wade Miley and Nick a few stolen bases. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And lastly, my eight pick, I'm spending. Okay. Matt Cain pitching against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Again, with him, you can kind of throw up platoon splits just because he's been so rough. Yeah. And he's been rough for several years now. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm tossing Jack Peterson up there at thirty six percent. That's totally fine. He can mash on righties and thirty six percent isn't bad at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That is it. And that game's bad enough. And he doesn't have to do it at a AT and T park. So yeah. If you're gonna spend a little bit, it won't be crazy expensive or anything. I like that just fine. Sure. Matt, I see Edwin Jackson here, and I at least uh, I circled that. I was like, how do I pick against Edwin Jackson? The problem is he's facing the Rockies, yeah, who will beat him up, sure. But when you pick Rockies away from Coors, you're paying for production that they do at Coors a little bit. Typically, so, yeah. That's a little tough. I like Gerardo Parra. He's 39% owned. He's been, unsurprisingly, much better at Coors than on the road. But, you know, 39%'s not bad. He's been hitting in the heart of the order. He's back. I would consider this. Edwin Jackson has been as bad as you would think. So uh, I can see this being okay. If you can afford Gerardo Parra, I can see this being a fine start for him. But I went with two cheaper guys above that that I think I'm more likely to get. My B pick, this saddens me, I want to pick against Bartolo Colon, which is a bummer, but he's been that bad, and he's joined the Twins and hasn't been particularly good with them either. I want him to keep pitching forever, but I'm also ready to pick against the 44-year-old who has an 8.0 ERA on the air. Mm -hmm. So I wanted a cheap Oakland A. And I'm not that worried about lefty-right thing. Like, Bartolo's been beat up by right-handers. So I'm taking Matt Chapman as their third baseman who's come up, and he's plenty good. I like Matt Chapman a lot, and he's only 2% owned. He's hitting under 200, but with plenty of power. I expect that to even out just fine. So I believe in the power there and him hopefully being able to take uh, take Bartolo deep, even in Oakland. And then my A pick, I love this one. I see Clayton Richard. I know I'm going to San Diego, but... Dr. Freeze is still killing lefties, and he's only 3% owned. I want David Freeze to get a lefty and Clayton Richard. Should be just fine. Right on. Even in Petco. I'm not that worried about it. Those splits are real nuts on what he does to lefties, and Clayton Richard is still fairly bad against righties. So, yep, that is my pick there. 3% owned. He'll be nice and cheap, but I like Matt Chapman, too. All right, well, that should do it for us for the weekend. Matt, you got anything before we get rolling out of here? Did you pay any any attention at all to the Crosstown Cup? Uh, Only, like, tweets. Only things that I saw a little bit, but I certainly didn't watch any of it. How did it go? Is it a set of... Is it three games? It's four. It's four games. And then 3-1 Cubs? Yeah. Oh, man. What happens if they split? I think it goes to run differential. Oh, boy. So... 3-1. 3-1. That's a bummer. Yeah, so yeah, I think the White Sox had held the Cross Sun Cup for like each of the last two seasons and yeah. now it's 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 going to the north side, so I generally, generally don't care. I I'm happy to have the tank wins, so Yeah, but it's fun to see a little bit though. There but were games worth paying attention to. We did get a few epic hawk meltdowns. He was he yes. was he was unchained this week. Yes. Just complaining about everything. Like the John Lackey thing, he just went off. I haven't heard him like that in a long time. and Yeah, John Lackey hit, what, three people, four people? I believe it was three in a row. Well, four, yeah. to- four total, but three in a row. Yeah, and Hawk could not believe it, that they let him do that. No, he just, he was ready to go down. He was honestly, you know, just based on the commentary, he was ready to meet him in the parking lot and throw hands, is what mm-hmm. I, it was, is the way I took it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the White Sox, they got their little retribution. That was fine, and, and it ended, think, and thankfully. But mm-hmm. you would would think that he would know kind of what was going on there. It wasn't John Lackey, like, just, like, trying to drill White Sox. It was John Lackey just not having the same control that he used to or just having the yes. same ability to repeat his delivery that he used to. 
Yeah, why would he sit there and just try and drill four in a row or three in a row or whatever? Yeah. So, but either way, he, he <laughs> and then he he kept bringing it up and he kept bringing bringing up other weird stuff. It was it was a really awkward week for Steve Stone. I felt bad, like legitimately bad for him. More than usual. Yes. Like he's used to dealing with him, but more than usual. It's it's like I I can't imagine how awkward it is to to sit next to a person who's. Just like off in Never Never Land, and you've got to just kind of you, you can't like call him out on it because he's your broadcast partner. You just kind of have to yeah. kind of roll with it and sit there. Steer the ship on course a little bit. Try yeah. to, yeah. So that's funny. Yeah, I missed that. I know you tweeted one at me, but I did. yeah, like get get the most out of these hawk meltdowns while you can, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that should about do it for us. Head into the weekend. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. We haven't mentioned in a while, but you can definitely go become a Fangraphs member and help support the site. All these podcasts on the network are free, and they're staying free, and we like to bring them to you for free. But if you want to support what is obviously a really cool baseball website, and you can go become a member. And you can also subscribe to ad-free browsing on Fangraphs, too, which is just kind of like being an extra member and helping out a lot more. So, yeah, if you want to support the website and support Fangraphs and the podcasts we do and the other cool podcasts here, you can go over to Fangraphs and subscribe. Anyway, that should do it. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.